Hey guys, welcome to Chat with Kat. I'm your host, Catherine Valsi, and today is my fifth episode. That's kind of crazy to me because it kind of feels like I've recorded my first episode a week ago, but in reality, it's been a little over a month. This past week of school was my first week of online classes, and it's been interesting. It's a whole new and different experience, but I'm trying to be optimistic about the upcoming semester. Anyways, back to the podcast. I actually recorded an entire episode for you guys. I edited it and everything, and I was going to post it, and I just didn't love it. It wasn't clicking. Like with all of the other episodes, it just clicks. I love it, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen. But this one, I wasn't having that feeling and I was like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to put something out that I don't love. So I'm sorry that it's a day late, but that's because I want to give you guys nothing but quality content. As you can see by the title, this week's topic is anxiety. And I chose this topic because as I was going to post my episode and I realized that it wasn't going to get posted, that it just wasn't up to par with the quality that I want to post, my body went into an anxiety attack. My heart started racing. I was losing control of my breathing. I was about to cry. And I said, hold on, cat. We know what to do. And I de-escalated that attack. I calmed down and I got control of myself again. And in that moment, everything clicked. I was like, Hey, I know a lot of my followers struggle with anxiety. We know what works for us. We know these different tips. Why don't we share in a podcast episode? So anxiety involves feelings of worry, fear, and apprehension. And anxiety is typically experienced on a cognitive, emotional, and physical level. And what I mean by that is when someone is feeling anxious, they may have negative or disturbing thoughts. That's the cognitive level. But they also may feel scared or out of control. That's the emotional level. And then they also may sweat, tremble, shortness of breath, heart racing. That's the physical level. Now, not everyone experiences anxiety the same, and I'm very aware of that. There's also different types of anxiety disorders. I'm going to be talking about generalized anxiety disorder because that's what I'm diagnosed with, and that's what I feel like I can speak on. I don't feel like I have enough knowledge to talk about the other disorders, but if you are someone that suffers with the other ones and you're like, oh, maybe I can't relate, I still think this podcast will be helpful in some way or another. Once your anxiety starts to take control, and what I mean by that is it starts to get in the way of your daily tasks. We have to find habits to manage your anxiety on the day-to-day and for the long term because that just isn't healthy. My first tip is identifying our triggers is so important. When you begin to notice yourself feeling anxious or going into an anxiety attack, what's the cause of it? What induces your stress? What overwhelms you? And what in our power can we do to change that? For me, I am extremely overwhelmed when I have no sense of control. For example, if I don't have my schedule ready for the week, if I don't have a to-do list made, I could have panic attack after panic attack because I just need to know what I need to do. I know that when I'm not organized, when I don't know what it is I need to do, when I don't have a plan, I freak out. 
or a messy space will also induce my anxiety or unexpected and uncomfortable situations. So I do my best to avoid these from happening. But I know that sometimes it can feel like your anxiety has appeared out of nowhere. Like there was no trigger, but I'm sitting here worried, I'm panicking, I'm overwhelmed. I promise you, if you get to the root of it, there was probably something small, something you might not have even noticed or picked up on that triggered your mind into starting to release this worry and this sense of urgency. Knowing your triggers is also so important because it gives you a head start because you already know, hey, I know that's going to bother me. I know that's going to stress me out. I know that's going to make me feel anxious so I can prep accordingly. For example, this whole Zoom world makes me very anxious. I'm very much an in-person type of person. That's the way that I like to communicate. That's the way that I like to meet people. And I've had to meet professors and other classmates on a Zoom call. I'm normally sitting here like sweating, shaky, nervous, but I'm learning that these Zoom calls make me anxious. And so I'm implementing things throughout my day so that before I join the Zoom call, I'm entering it level-headed. And I think that that's really important. Next, our breathing is so important. Deep breathing literally tells our brain that we're okay. Let's take a deep breath right now. I promise you, at the end of this deep breath, you're going to feel a sense of release, okay? So breathe in. Now breathe out. Like, the way that just calmed me down, like, (laughs) I know it calmed you down. I know that you feel a little better. Then imagine doing that multiple times. And imagine telling yourself positive affirmations in between deep breaths. Isn't that a game changer? With the deep breathing, we're taking back control. We're fighting off that stress hormone, cortisol. We're telling our mind we're okay. We're telling ourselves to calm down. And our body is reacting to this wave that's being created with the deep breaths. If you struggle with figuring out where to start with your breathing, I highly recommend guided meditation. I've found that when they walk me through it, it becomes a lot easier to be able to do it on my own. And it's nice to have someone soothing and calm on the other end speaking to you. It feels less lonely. Overall, it's a really positive experience. While you're breathing, I also recommend that you close your eyes because it shuts everything out. It lets you focus just on your breathing. It really puts you in the moment. You're very present in it. And I think that sense of presentness, if that's even a word, really helps out. With anxiety, it likes to play on your fears of the past or future, right? And when you're very present in a moment, it kind of shuts all of that out as well. 
you're so focused on that moment and you're breathing in that moment that you don't have time to worry or fear anything else. Next, our mindset. I feel like I talk about mindset in almost every episode, but that's how important and powerful it is. With anxiety, it really likes to play on our thoughts. It really likes to send you a lot of fearful, negative, just overall unhealthy thoughts. And I've talked about how important it is to disempower our negative thoughts. I've began to attack my negative thoughts head on. So for example, tonight when things weren't going my way, my podcast wasn't going to be posted. I had spent so long working on it. My daily vlog wasn't out. My assignment list for the week wasn't created. My laundry wasn't done. If you watch my videos, you know these are things that I like to have done throughout the day. And most people in my life know that I like to have them done by a certain time. I'm really big on schedule and organization because like I said, it helps manage my anxiety. So in that moment, my anxiety was like, aha, (laughs) you are behind schedule. You haven't done what you said you were going to do. You don't even have a plan for the next week. And it was coming in very strong. But I had to sit there and say, actually, I can divide all of these tasks and I can have them all done by midnight if I calm down right now. I've done it before. I can do it again. I've got this. It's not the end of the world. They'll understand. You don't need to put out something that you don't like. You're okay. Let's make the list right now. Let's check on the laundry. Like I had to just attack every thought that was coming at me with actually, it's okay, we've got this, baby steps, we're gonna get it done, and this is how. And your negative thoughts are probably different, but the theme still remains the same. We've got to disempower them by showing them otherwise, by telling them otherwise, here's the evidence, you're wrong, I'm right. Stop trying to tell me that. And after a while, when they come into your head, they just have less power over you because you're like, yeah, that's nonsense and I know it. In addition, starting and ending your day with positive affirmations in the mirror is one of the best things you can do for yourself. If you get up, look yourself in the mirror, talk to yourself like you're a friend and say positive, affirming things. And in the beginning, It might be a little awkward and you might not believe them, but our self-talk is so important. Your mind hears what you're saying, right? And if you're saying positive, loving, caring, affirming things to yourself, I promise you, your mind is going to pick up on that. I started getting in the mirror and saying, Catherine, I'm really proud of you for doing X, Y, and Z. Catherine, you actually look pretty good today. Catherine, are you feeling a little overwhelmed? That's okay. We've got this. Catherine, I forgive you for X, Y, and Z. Catherine, da, 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 da. You guys get the theme? I'm really looking at myself, analyzing what it is I might need to hear, and then I'm saying it. Next, I really want to talk about the importance of journaling, but I also want to make it clear that journaling doesn't just have to be with a pen and paper. 
I've come to love audio journaling. I think it's really great because I can hear myself talking. And sometimes when I'm journaling with a pen and paper, I'm not able to keep up with my thoughts. But when I'm speaking, everything is so free flowing. It helps you manage your thoughts. It allows you to get everything off your chest. It helps you learn yourself as a person. You're really taking time to talk with yourself for yourself. Yourself. You grow to understand yourself better. And when it comes to anxiety, you might be able to get to the root of a lot of your triggers. Not sharing your feelings and thoughts and bottling everything up, keeping everything inside can be so overwhelming. It's so heavy, right? I don't think that anyone should carry that load. But sometimes it's like, well, um, who could I even talk to about this? I don't trust this person or I don't feel comfortable. But you're comfortable to just talk to yourself, right? So take out that voice memo app on your phone, press record, and let it go. And if you don't want to keep it, you can just delete it at the end of it. I think it's really important to have an outlet. And that reminds me, it's okay to cry. I don't think we say that enough. I think that it's like, okay, cry a little, then get it together. No, it's okay to really cry, to really feel your emotions to really be present in them. Like, okay, I'm really upset. Now here's the thing, we've got to feel it, but we just can't stay there. So once you're done, we've got to say, all right, so I'm really sad. What are the next steps that I can take? Instead of saying, I'm really sad, I'm doomed, this is the end. We've got to turn it and be optimistic. But I think crying is a very healthy outlet. Sometimes I feel really good. Sometimes I'm like, hold on, guys. I think I just need to cry. I just need to get it all out. And don't feel ashamed about it. I think that somewhere in my childhood or something made me really ashamed of crying in front of people. I hate it. So if you're fortunate enough to have your own room or your own space, just go there and just cry. And I mean, like, really cry, not the cry where you're trying to be quiet. Just let it all out. Next, our anxiety can really get in the way of sleeping. Have you ever tried to lay down and go to sleep and your mind is racing so much, you feel so overwhelmed that sleeping just doesn't seem like an option? I've definitely been there. So I think it's really, really important that you implement a really good night routine to trick your body into falling asleep every single time. I also think that if you're implementing activities that calm you down before you go to sleep, your sleep that night is going to be so much better because your body is actually in a state of relaxation. You're actually at peace, calm. You didn't go to sleep because you were just so tired. You just fell asleep. No, you actually went into it in a really smooth manner. You guys may have seen my night routine vlogs, but everyone that knows me knows 
Cat has her night routine. That's the thing. It's like, hold on, I'll call you after I'm doing my night routine. Or what are you doing right now? I'm doing my night routine. That's been a thing that I've done for years because I saw that my body loved it. So before I go to sleep, I write out my to-do list for the next day because I know that's something that makes me anxious. I like to look at it and say, okay, well, this is what I have to do. So you can calm down, cat. I like to clean my space up, make sure that all of my laundry is folded and put away. I like to make sure that my bathroom is clear, that my vanity is clear. And then I like to light a key candle. I like to put on a relaxing playlist. I do my skincare while listening to the music. And then when I'm all done with all of that, I normally have my water bottle. I might get a plate of fruit and I'll read or journal and I'll fall to sleep every single time. But when I don't do this night routine, right? Sometimes I might come in, I'm just so tired and I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning feeling very disoriented. I wake up feeling very anxious, very overwhelmed. I think that having a peaceful morning and not waking up feeling anxious starts with the previous night. I think that that's so important. I don't think that it starts that morning. Your prep the night before has a big impact on how you feel when you wake up. Next. In every single episode, I feel like I bring this up, the importance of exercise and just time outside. Being outside or engaging in exercise or yoga, just any type of body movement takes your mind off of all possible worries and puts the focus onto your body and your surroundings. It's also helping release endorphins. You guys have heard me talk about this a lot. We want them flowing. It's always a good choice for your mental health to get your body moving in some way or another. It's also good to get outside and get some vitamin D to be in touch with nature. How many of you have felt a little anxious and you just went on a walk or maybe you just stepped outside for a little bit, you felt a good breeze, you felt the sun, and you felt a little better? Like, I know I'm not crazy. It helps. There's neurotransmitters being released. There's a chemical fluctuation happening, okay, guys, on a scientific level. I know there's things going on, but I know that it helps you feel a little bit better. So if you're not already, how about you incorporate this into your day? It doesn't have to be that long, 10 to 15 minutes, or as much as you can. But let's try and make that a priority because we know how big of a difference it can make. I've also found that yoga can be a huge mood changer. Now, I'm not the most flexible person, and it's kind of hard for me to hold the positions, but the breathing and mindful aspect of it, I really think that it's very helpful when it comes to anxiety. And so even if you're not the most flexible person, you don't even really need a yoga mat. I can just I just do it on my bedroom floor and I turn it on on either my computer or my TV and I just listen to the instructor. And you can even look up ones that are meant to help with anxiety. But I really believe that's also a great form of body movement to engage in. And my final tip is the importance of implementing a daily routine, implementing some sort of structure. 
When you have a daily routine, like I said before, your body likes routine. And anxiety likes to play on the possibility of certain things happening. But when you have a routine in place, when you have structure, your body is already going to be a little bit more at peace. It's a little less likely to get overwhelmed with certain things than it would if you had no sense of structure whatsoever. It's a lot easier when you don't have any sort of schedule in place for you to sit and ruminate on those negative thoughts. And basically that means replay them over and over again to really allow them to have power over you. But when you have some sense of daily routine, a to-do list, a schedule, your mind has other things to focus on. When I was diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder, my therapist at the time was like, you need structure, you need a routine. And I was kind of looking at her like, seriously, that's all you can tell me right now? Like, I felt like that was the least of my worries and the last thing I needed to do. But here I am at 20 and you guys have seen my daily vlogs since, when did I start posting those? Maybe April or May. But even before that, I had to have a daily routine to not feel anxious, and I really stand by it. I really believe that it makes the world of a difference, so give it a try for a little bit and tell me how you feel. All right, guys, so I think that's it for today. I'm quickly going to go over everything I said. The first thing I said is identifying your triggers is so important. Our breathing is so important. Deep breathing tells our brain we're okay. Our mindset is powerful. We've got to disempower those negative thoughts. Journaling is very important. Audio journaling is a great option. And our sleep is so important. Implementing a night routine to trick your body into falling asleep. The importance of exercise, 10 minutes outside, yoga, and implementing a daily routine and structure. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, that you were able to take something from it. I know that I'm repeating things that I said in previous episodes sometimes, but that's because it's just that important. It really applies to multiple topics, but sometimes in a little bit of a different way. Anyways, I hope that you guys have an amazing week. If you're enjoying my episode so far, a positive rating or review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to me. I've been seeing some of your reviews already and they make me so happy. Like I got to print them out and put them somewhere. You guys are so kind and you deserve the world. And I'll see you in next week's episode. Again, have an amazing week.